Hi, and welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Giselle Aguiar, and every Sunday is Psalm Sunday. I'll be reading one or two psalms and explaining how they point to Jesus Christ and the good news of his true salvation and or Bible prophecy. I'll also show you how to pray the psalms. I pray that as you hear God's word, it will inspire you to study the Bible daily for yourself. Seek the truth. I pray that God opens your heart, eyes, and mind to understand what the Holy Spirit is trying to tell you. As you become rooted in the word, you'll also be rooted in the hope, joy, and peace that only the living God, Jesus Christ, could give. Be blessed. It's time for Sunday Psalms. Tonight we're in Psalms 3 and 4. Feel security and rest in a time of chaos. One thing we can all agree on, the world is in chaos. What keeps you up at night? What's preventing you from getting the rest that you need? Is it trying to figure out how you're going to pay the bills and put food on the table, never mind fill the gas tank? Are you afraid of all the evil in the world? Have you or a loved one gotten a scary diagnosis? Whatever it is, know that we've got a God who's bigger than any problem you may have. In these next two Psalms, King David was struggling with real problems. However, he opened up to God because he trusted him. And you can too. Let's dig in. Psalm 3, a Psalm of David regarding the time David fled from his son Absalom. Oh Lord, I have so many enemies. So many are against me. So many are saying God will never rescue him. We have an interlude or Selah. I'll explain what that is. But you, O oh Lord, are a shield around me. You are my glory, the one who holds my head high. I cried out to the Lord and he answered me from his holy mountain. Selah, interlude. I lay down and slept, yet I woke up in safety, for the Lord was watching over me. I am not afraid of 10,000 enemies who surround me on every side. Arise, O Lord, rescue me, my God. Slap all my enemies in the face. Shatter the teeth of the wicked. Victory comes from you, O Lord. May you bless your people. Selah, interlude. That is Psalm 3. Well, here are the key points on this psalm. Well, this is the first psalm that has a historical comment at the beginning. And we'll see those along, along the way. Some have them, some don't. David was king, but his son Absalom tried to seize the throne by turning many people against his father. David had to flee. And you can read that story in 2 Samuel 15, and I covered that a few months ago. And you can um, click on open my blog. The link to my blog is in the show notes. and uh, So you can check out that story. This is also the first song to include the term Selah. Here it's translated in the NLT as interlude. Pastor Sandy Adams explains, and I quote, notice the musical notation that follows, that follows, Selah. This word will occur over and over throughout the Psalms. It means to lift up. It might've been a musical instruction intended for the musicians to take it up an octave or play louder or speed up the beat. Or it could have been an instruction to the listeners, dwell on this thought, lift up the thought, pause and ponder. This is an important point, that unquote. Now again, from Pastor Sandy Adams, and if you want to click on over to my blog and 
you can click on the link and listen to his whole message on these psalms. Many times, I should say most times, we read through the Bible just to say we read it. Consequently, we miss what God's trying to say to us. Even though this was written centuries ago, we can learn from these words. The message to think about, to ponder here, is when you fear the Lord, there's nothing else to fear. Not even inflation, food shortages, evil, storms, wildfires, economic downturns, or fill in the blank, whatever, uh, with whatever fear or whatever worries you. So how to pray Psalm 3 and find rest. Now, like last week, um, uh, which we did Psalm 1 and 2, um, these are my words. But obviously, you feel free to copy them, change them, and make them your own. And I suggest getting, um, you know, one of those blank books, a diary or something like that, or notebook, and just write them down. Take the psalm and then just, you know, then just write down your words as if you were talking to God. So here's, here's an example. So, oh Lord, I have so many problems. Fill in the blank, whatever it is that's bothering you. The world is telling me that you don't care, but you, O oh Lord, are my shield, my glory, and you hold my head high. I cried out to you, Lord, and you answered me from heaven. I lay down and slept and woke up in safety because you watch over me. I am not afraid of the world. Rescue me from my problem, my illness, whatever. Enemies, shatter them because victory comes from you, O oh Lord bless us. Amen. Psalm 4. This one says, for the choir director, a psalm of David, to be accompanied by stringed instruments. Now, um, if you go back into uh, Second Chronicles, and you'll see how um, David made instruments for the praise and worship in the temple. And, um, and then Solomon, when he built the temple, the um, that was that was one of the things he uh, he gave the the some of the Levites and um, you know the duties of being worship leaders and musicians and that was very important to, in in the worship of the Lord just like it is today uh, and so these were the songs that they sang. <clears throat> All right, Psalm four. Answer me when I call you, O God, who declares me innocent. Free me from my troubles. Have mercy on me and hear my prayer. How long would you, will you people ruin my reputation? How long will you make groundless accusations? How long will you continue your lies? Selah, interlude. You can be sure of this. The Lord set apart the godly for himself. The Lord will answer when I call him. Don't sin by letting anger control you. Think about it overnight and remain silent. Selah. Interlude. Offer sacrifices in the right spirit and trust the Lord. Many people say, who will show us better times? Let your face smile on us, Lord. You have given me greater joy than those who have abundant harvests of grain and new wine. In peace, I will lie down and sleep. For you alone, Lord, will keep me safe. That's Psalm 4. David was a shepherd. And there's something interesting about sheep. They won't rest until they feel absolutely safe. There is nothing to bother them, like 
flies, they have enough space around them. We don't know exactly what was going on in David's life that inspired him to write this. There could have been a famine in the land. This one is presented to the chief musician. In 2 Chronicles 6, we learn his name is Shenaniah, the temple worship leader. Verse 4 in the New King James Version reads, be angry and do not sin. In other words, it's okay to be angry. Just don't act on it. Don't let it control you. Keep quiet. Today, we can offer living sacrifices with the right attitude. We can offer our bodies. You can read about that in Romans 12, and I've got links on my, in my blog to studies on those. Praise, Hebrews 13. Our money, Philippians 4. The people are seeking better times. Well, so are we. And will gas prices go down so we can take the road trip we've been planning? I could go on. Yet David knew where his joy came from, O Lord, not the world. Like Psalm 3, David sought peace and safety so that he could sleep. That's our problem. We seek help for sleeping in everything from booze, pills, herbal tea, sound machines, melatonin, yoga, aromatherapy, you name it. Stop carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders. Give it all to God. Go and let God. His shoulders are way bigger. But open, be open to God even when you're in a tight spot and there's seemingly nowhere to go. How to pray Psalm 4. So here's my version of it. Answer me when I call to you, O Lord. You declared me cleansed from my sin. Free me from my troubles. Fill in the blank. Have mercy on me and hear my prayer. How long before whatever my problems are over, this illness is over, I am sure that you, Lord, set me apart and make me holy. You will answer when I call you. Please help me not to sin by letting anger control me. I will ponder it overnight and be silent. I will offer sacrifices in the right spirit with the right attitude of gratitude. The world asks, who will show us better times? Bless us, Lord. You and only you give us a great joy that the world cannot. In peace, I will lie down and sleep for you alone, Lord. Make me dwell in safety. Amen. And that line, I pray just about every night, just when I'm going to bed. Well, the big question is, do you know Jesus? Are you absolutely sure that he cleansed you from all your sins once and for all? That is his good news. That is the salvation that only comes through Jesus. Jesus didn't suffer torture and die so we could have religion. He died so he could have a personal relationship with you. And he told us in Revelation 3.20, look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. Jesus is knocking at the door of your heart. Isn't it about time you let him in? So if you're not sure if you're saved or not, if you truly want to be born again and have the assurance of salvation, receive the Holy Spirit and get a one-way nonstop ticket to heaven after you die or that you won't be left behind at the rapture, which can happen in any moment. What you have to do is believe, have faith that Jesus is the Christ and he died taking away your sins forever and that he rose from the dead three days later. 
Repent of your sins. That is stop sinning to a complete 180 degree turn in your life and surrender your life to him. Be baptized by water baptism. Show the world and yourself that you have died to your old life and are born again in Christ. Receive the Holy Spirit in your heart. So what are you waiting for? Invite Jesus into your heart and receive the gift of grace and the confident hope of eternal life. If you don't know what to say, you don't know what to do, there's a prayer in the show notes, or you can click on over my blog and click where it says how to know Jesus. In the bottom of today's blog, I've uh, embedded two songs that um, we sang today in church. One is Great Are You, Lord, beautiful song, and the other one's called Oceans. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory. If you're just starting to read the Bible and prefer to hold a book in your hands rather than use an app, it's a good idea to get a study Bible. But which version or translation is best? There are too many to choose from. As a former Catholic, it helped me to have a Bible translation in plain, everyday English. When I first started going back to church, a well-meaning friend told me to get a King James Version. Well, guess what? I got frustrated with the these and the thousands, stopped reading it, totally defeating the purpose. Eventually, I got the new international version, and that was great for a new Christian to get into the habit of reading the Bible daily. Today, I also study from the New Living Translation. I'm an affiliate of Christian Book Distributors, and I've chosen two study Bibles that would be great for the new Christian believer. Check them out. The link is in the show notes. Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that the Holy Spirit, the author of Scripture, touched your heart to reveal the gospel truth that our hope of salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. I encourage you to read the Bible daily and seek the truth for yourself. I recommend that you download two free Bible study apps, the YouVersion Bible app and Through the Word. Friends, we are living in strange, crazy times, the last days, the end times. But know that things aren't falling apart, they are falling into place. Jesus said in Revelation 3, 20-22, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in, and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Jesus is knocking. It's up to you to open the door. Peter told us in 2 Peter 3.9, The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed or perish but wants everyone to repent. Jesus is coming back soon. Are you ready? Repent of your sins and invite Jesus into your heart right now. If you don't know what to say, there's a prayer in the show notes and on my blog. Jesus said in Matthew 24, 14, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory.